The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast reflect those of the speaker and do not reflect positions of any agency or business. It's all blown out of proportion, try hard, mindless blabbery. These purposely exaggerated opinions are posted for entertainment purposes only. Get it? Got it? Good. And now, from the fortified bunker in his single-family dwelling in the city of Bridges, YXE, for the There I Just Said That podcast, here's Greca. Bell, let's talk. Let's talk about layoffs. It's Gregor there. I just said that the podcast. <sighs> My heart goes out to those 1,300 lost jobs in media at Bell this past week. A few people that I know personally, and I know how this feels. It's happened to me. Uh, I've been to so many going away parties over the years for people. Eventually, the axe comes for you, and it's just, ugh, it's wrong, especially right now. Money is tight. Everything's costing so much more. Uh, it's scary, for sure. And I would implore any of those affected to find a way to use your gift to connect. I have through this, and, I mean, I love radio. I never would say never, right? But I'm quite enjoying being able to connect with you this way to people that want to hear me, and I feel like, we connect even on like a deeper level. Like truth be told, after I got fired at 98 Cool, I did talk to Rolko. It, it was very brief. Um, after things ended the way they did, the, you know, a decade and whatever ago, I was willing to get past it if it all meant working again. But I was told pretty quickly uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be hiring me back, despite the fact that they're happy to pay a guy out of Los Angeles for canned syndicated breaks. But whatever, you know, you guys do you for sure. I think this has more meaning. I got a message from someone just the other day. They listened to the episode about my son's seizure, and uh, they said it brought them to tears because uh, this individual has epilepsy, and he'd never thought about what a seizure looked like for people who saw him have one. Hadn't thought of that perspective and, and how hard it is. And I would say, you know what? There's no need to like apologize. There's nothing you can do about it. But I'm just saying, it's jarring to witness someone you love in that state. So anyways, I appreciate all of the listens and the messages. Uh, I was listening to Conan's podcast the other day. He did say something very similar. Uh, I listened to his, and uh, he said, like Conan O'Brien, and he said, I don't have the traditional late night show that I once had, but this just feels more intimate, and I totally agree. I'm so happy to have this time with you. So anyways, Bell folks. I kind of got off here. Uh, if you're listening and recently lost your job, welcome to the best day of your life. Reset. There's plenty of green grass over here. By the way, I also had someone message me the other day. They found the podcast. They were going back through every episode to get caught up. And they asked me what made me think that I was going to be able to sneak into Saskatoon Center and meet Pearl Jam. <laughs> I think that was like episode five or something like that. Here's the thing. In my experience, a lot of these artists, they're normal people, right? But they're held back by managers and alike, you know? Like, they were regular people before becoming mega famous. There's, like, still that part of them deep inside, right? For instance, I remember working in Regina and Sugar Jones <laughs> was coming in. Do you remember them? This was, like, Canada's pop star show in, like, 2000. And they had, like, it was like a singing show. And they put the five winners together in a group. And ours was Sugar Jones. Anyways, I hear they're coming into the station, and I'm like, can I get a picture with them? And our program director was like, ooh, you know, I don't think so. You know, the manager said they wouldn't have time. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we made you, okay? 
We voted you on the show. These are regular people. I didn't accept his response, and I thought, okay, I'm going to take matters into my own hands here, which seems to be kind of a theme in my life. Anyways, I blew up all of these balloons, and I stood there outside of... I worked in the creative department at the time. I stood there outside the door with all these balloons, and I was like, whoa, Sugar Jones, when they (laughs) came around the corner. And they were, and of course they were like, oh my God, look at this guy. This is so awesome. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, your manager made it sound like you were a bunch of stiffos. So I've always had this mentality that like rock stars were regular people. And so I had thought if I snuck in to see Pearl Jam, I would have probably received a very similar reaction as I did to Sugar Jones. Um, You'll notice the episode picture here. Got a photo of them. So I don't know for sure. Hell, I mean, I met Axl Rose, who was notorious for just being an a-hole. And he couldn't have been nicer to me. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, In fact, people always ask a lot about meeting stars, interviewing stars. Uh, Steve and I, Steve Chisholm, when I worked with him, we interviewed Larry the Cable Guy once. And he phoned the station back. This was like five minutes later. And we were sitting there like already kind of editing it and listening to it. And he said, this is one of the the most fun, one of the most fun interviews I've ever done, Um, which was awesome. Of course, uh, I famously talked to Rod Stewart and I flat out told him I had a man crush on him and that I loved his shiny pants. (laughs) And he was great, too. Good morning, Gregor. How are you? I'm doing here. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Couldn't be better, my friend. I'm in London talking to you. Fantastic. Well, let me tell you quickly, it has been well documented on our station how much of a man crush I have on you. If you could just stare into my eyes while singing Tonight's the Night in Saskatoon, I can pass on a happy man. You've got it, mate. You've got it. We (laughs) we shall definitely make that happen. No problem whatsoever. Now, meeting stars, Uh, I know Zach Wilde. Uh, guitarist with uh, Ozzy Osbourne there. He smelled like booze from about 30 feet out. <laughs> like old, like day-old booze. Um, actually, uh, to go back to Regina, too, I remember we had a wall of fame there, and anyone famous that came in got to sign it. But I was always miffed because right outside of the creative department door where I was working there at first, I, always, I could turn my head, and I can still see it on the wall there. Mike Bullard had signed it. Do you remember him? Like Canada's late-night late talk show, our foray into late-night talk shows. And he wrote, ah, I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but it was something stupid like, Mike Bullard, this is funny or not. <laughs> like dot, 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 or not. And I I was just like, ugh, kill me now. It was so bad. I used to think, why couldn't I have a show? Meanwhile, this guy has a show? It's ridiculous. And I recall um, Headley coming in, they tried to flood the place. They put paper towels in the sink, uh, like wet paper towels, and like stuffed them around like where the water would drain, and then like cranked the water on and ran out and left. And I remember it was like Gary Wilson, one of our like sales guys, found it. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like they were just dicks. And I knew it then. Turned out I was right. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Jacob Hogart. Okay. <laughs> And finally, let's wrap this episode up with a rant here. <clears throat> here we go. Why do some places ask, can I tell them who's calling when you phone and ask to speak to someone? Um, no. No, you can't. They don't know me. That's why I called. I want to talk to them. Like, what are you going to tell them? Um, it's Gregor. And they'll be like, huh? Like, just tell them a complete stranger is calling. That's a great precursor. Like, I phoned. I have their name. That should be all that's required. 
to speak to someone, okay? It inevitably messes with my mind, too, because I want to reply with something outrageous like, uh, may I ask who's calling? Yeah. Yeah, it's his long-lost son, Billy, that he's never heard or seen from in 25 years. One day, I'm going to do that just to see the response I get. Can I tell them who's calling? Yeah, someone who wants to talk to them. So just patch me in. (laughs) There, I just said that. Okay, time to go now. That's the end of the episode. (laughs)